Hello, and welcome to Try It You Like It, the podcast where every guest try a food they hate one last time. I'm David Zwick, and I'm here with Winston Carter. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Good, man. Uh, uh, so today is a different episode. This is a fucking weird one, dude. You think it's, it's weird? a weird one, bruh? <laughs> bruh, it's weird. Uh, so it's weird, bruh! <laughs> yeah. The two of us are recording this yes. after both parts of what we've done for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we don't have another guest sitting in with us at yeah. the moment. No, it's just you uh, and me. It's just the two it's of weird. us. Isn't it, it weird? It feels weird. Yeah. I don't like it. So let's explain. I don't like spending time alone with you. Is that true? No. Because it doesn't happen that much anymore. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Let's get into it. So is it just No, that, I don't want to talk about is it. It's just that we do the podcast yeah, too much. So we, and then... we spend so much time together doing work now yeah. that we don't hang out as much right. because we end up hanging out through work. Yeah, but it, it these... Winston. This isn't fun. This isn't fun for you? No, I love okay, doing right. this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, we don't like hang out as buds without I don't remember the last involved. time we were like, let's go hang out. Yeah. We might, oh, we were in, it, no, the last time we did it was in New York City like a year ago, and it was to go eat food. Yes. We were like, oh, let's go. We both want to eat at this place. Well, I guess we'll go together. Yeah. Yeah. So almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. Uh, Yeah, so... Let's talk about what happened on today's episode. Okay. Because they've both already yeah, happened. we need to cover it. Uh, no, what's up? So in just a few minutes, we're going to throw to an interview that we did with Brad Bodnarchik, mm-hmm. who's the host of Half a Dozen Hospitality Podcast. Yep. Uh, he's based in Vancouver. So Good doing dude. our episode, like where Canadian he tries dude. some food. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah. He, he's Good in dude. old British Columbia. Yep. The OBC. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. Uh, and so... We'll throw to him in just a second, but I had a question I wanted to ask you before we do that. Okay, what's up? And I also... Do I like the phrase OBC? Not a fan. What are you saying? (laughs) So we had that interview with Brad. We did a hot taste with Brad, and then we did an interview with him. And then we also recently did a brief live show Mm -hmm. at the Taste Walk in Glendale, California, just north of where we both live, Mm -hmm. uh, with the owner of Porto's, Mm -hmm. uh, or one of the owners, Betty Porto. We did. Uh, so we're going to have both these things on today's episode. Before we do, we're not doing any of our classic segments yeah. because we already did a hot taste with Brad. Yes. But I wanted to ask you a personal question. I wanted Jesus to see if that Christ. led to any like okay. conversation. I, don't, this know. Is like I a don't, philo- don't know what's happening. This is like a philosophical debate okay. that we can both All have right. that I think applies to our specific this interests. going to be dumb? I can almost guarantee No, I think this is going to be profound. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Winston, oh, this God. is a would you rather. Okay. Uh, or like really like... Which would hurt you yeah. more? Oh, God. Okay. Right. So we're both comedians, yes. and we both, like, uh, the food that we make for people is the way in which we connect with the world. So would it hurt you more if someone told you that you're not funny mm-hmm. or the food you make is bad? Uh, food I make is bad because I know that I'm funny. <laughs> I'm way more confident in my comedy than I am in the... Like, I've made food where I'm like, I'm not... This isn't up to snuff for me. So it Comedy-wise, I feel like... I so feel it would like, hurt you more if someone said you're not funny? No, because I think I wouldn't believe them. Okay. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, you're full of shit. Really? Like, I know I was... Like, also, because it's like... Also, if, if someone's like, you're not funny, I know when I'm not funny. Yeah. If, if I served them some food and I thought it was good, and they're like, I did not find this good, I would be more inclined to be like... Uh oh shit maybe I'm wrong like I feel like my standards or my taste sensibility in comedy is more is more refined yeah and than my food uh sensibilities so yeah because I would be like as I would very much be like uh either yeah I agree with you if they told me I'm not funny I'd be like yeah I agree that was not funny yeah. or if I was like no that was funny I'd be like no I just think you're wrong and I don't care 
But if someone said your food was bad, I'd be like, shit, maybe it wasn't. I don't know what I'm talking about. Do you feel about. like it's a percentage thing where uh, you live your all of your life, you're funny, but you're only cooking for a small percentage? I don't think I'm funny all my <laughs> life. Just like just an annoying amount. Okay. I'm trying way too often to be. I did have that thought recently. I was yeah. like, I was at a party alone uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, San's girlfriend, because she had gone before me. And I went. Man, how do you interact with people and not just try to be funny? Because I know that it's grating how often I'm trying to be on. Yeah. And I was like trying to just be a person and I found it exhausting. Sure. <laughs> so tiring. What's the, I can I recommend know. just naturally being on the way I am? Uh, there you <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. an effort? Yeah. Where I'm just trying to force conga lines at parties. <laughs> That's the thing I do, but that speaks yeah. to more to my social anxiety <laughs> than it actually is like me trying to be yeah. funny. How about you? What do you feel? I, I thought about this a decent amount, mm-hmm. and it's a, honestly a tough question. That's why I wanted to ask, ask it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would be hurt more if someone said I wasn't funny. I think than, it'd be way worse. Yeah. Because it's like more like then like what am I doing with my life? It also feels like more. It's uh, a little more subjective. Yeah. I think if some food's not good, it's a little more like, oh, yeah, I did not put enough. Like, I could see where the flaws are there. Whereas if I thought something was really funny and they're like, nope, just not for me, I'd be like, oh, shit, I can't win this. Like, there's no winning. There's a difference between it also being technical and it being personal. Like, food is a... It it matters to me that people like the food that I serve them. It's Mm -hmm. tough when I make... I'm given an ingredient on the show and it's like, I did mess that up because I'm not familiar or... Mm. Uh, or yeah, I did try to make savory gingerbread cookies. Or like, except like that's an instance what that happened on the Ted Hobson episode where he like said I met that, with him not that long ago and he brought that up. He was like, was he like that was bad? Yeah, <laughs> they were bad. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like the first five minutes of us talking, we're like, yeah, man. Uh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was really sweet and no, very, he's very a happy, lovely guy. Yeah, but it was really funny. <laughs> Well, and that's tough for me that the idea that like if if my name is brought up to someone, then the first thing they think of is like, oh, that was gross. Yeah, that's tough. But like that's given the nature of our show. If that was like someone came to a dinner party I hosted and they left Mm -hmm. feeling like that food was gross, that would be bad lemon bars. Yeah, that would be weird. Especially on your behalf. Yeah, I think the way thing that you pointed out that is interesting is like knowing when something is funny and then people not. I I'm Mm -hmm. with you there. Like I know I that was funny and like mm-hmm. either the crowd wasn't there or uh the whatever for whatever reason i wasn't connecting with mm-hmm. people there i'd be like well i know i'm funny it just was a bad night or any number of reasons why shows don't go well versus we also just have thicker skin we both perform comedy a yeah lot. but we're both hypersensitive dudes <laughs> you think that you think i'm, I'm more sen- maybe i'm more sensitive than you are i think you are i think i am but i think you are Fairly significantly more than me. Yeah, yeah. I'm. You're signif- also more considerate. <laughs> uh, That's possible. Yeah, and our reactions to bad shows is entirely different. Oh, I yeah, I get mad fast, and I go, okay, well, I didn't like this, and this is this, this. Like, I process it pretty quickly, and then I move on. Yeah, I'm like, okay, then I don't need to think about this. And yeah, and also like when we've performed improv together, there are times where it's like, oh, the crowd isn't liking this, and our reactions within a show is different too. What do you mean? I think you are more inclined to be like this one's a bad one, mid set, <laughs> versus uh, me where it's like I'm not giving up until it's over. Oh, I don't give yeah. up. I just try to lean in. Like if I'm like they're not liking this, yeah, 
fuck, then you're really going to hate what I'm going to do next. Like, like, cool, cool. I'm going to double because I'm like, well, that is at least one way out of it is like, cool. Let's just keep doubling down. That's all it is. So like, oh, you didn't like that joke that made that that was not great. Cool. That's okay. We're really going to go for a ride. Yeah, we're going to go for a ride. At the very least, you're going to be impressed that I could double down on that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I do think there's a, uh, yeah. And also I think it's just that we've like. I bet I would assume because I've done more professional cooking, I have a little bit more thicker skin about cooking stuff than you do. Potentially, but though I'm less bothered about. I think yeah. it's the answer is if someone said I wasn't funny, that would bother me. And it's tough too with this podcast. It is an interview based podcast where like we try to be funny. I thought you were gonna say the thing about songs people always say I'm not funny. On it. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. I would say that when no joking, but that. like for no one once in a rare instance, we're having a sincere moment on the show. Yeah. Um. There are times where it's like, I know this episode wasn't as funny as other episodes because we were having an in-depth conversation Yeah, uh, or it with feels our guest. There's been some, I'm going to be honest, there's yeah. some where it's like work and I'm like, I'm trying to there are times where be I've, more interviewery unless we're having a gas. Well, there are times where we have a guest on who yeah. is clearly not, who's usually not a friend, yeah. who's clearly not vibing with the fact that yeah. there are jokes here. I'm, I would be, I want to know if you're listening to this. If you want us to be more serious like this, if you enjoy this, let us know. That concludes this little, uh, very sincere uh, pre-moment. And now we're going to- Winston, you handled it great. I'm doing my best. You didn't know this was coming. I've I've, I've passed up so many dick jokes I could have said right now. No. uh, But now we're going to throw to our hot taste with uh, guest hot taster and host of uh, half a dozen hospitality podcasts, Brad Bernardchik. Uh, so we're going to do hot taste a little bit differently today. Uh, we're going to be joined by the host of Half a Dozen Hospitality Podcast, Brad Bodnarchuk, uh, who's calling in all the way from Kent. Did I get it right? Uh, sure. Bodnarchuk? Yeah. yeah. Bodnarchuk? Yes. There you go. You did it great. Yeah. You put a weird em- emphasis on it. You on were the like, chuck? I got on the gnar. Okay. No, you did big gnar. Uh, yeah. Hey, Brad. Brad how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, doing very well. You know what? You you did very well with the name. It can be daunting. I think 10 letters scares people, but no, you did really, really well. Thank you so much. I oh, uh, appreciate cool. it. So this is the hot taste. Okay. I'll watch any food video. Okay. Like, I watch Munchies. I watch all the Bona Appetit videos. Yeah, I watch you're Eater. not brand loyal. Yeah, I'll, I'm yeah. all over the board. Uh, I'll watch. I like watching. I As much as some people get annoyed by the aesthetic, I do like the tasty videos. They do make it very easy to watch the cooking process. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But in watching some tasty videos recently, I I don't know if it's good that there's this feature that they've been doing lately of making like the biggest possible burger, biggest slice of pizza as just a novelty. Um, And I'm getting very annoyed by these specific videos. I could stop watching. They might just not be for me. Well, um, wasn't there? I mean, there, Epic Meal Time existed, right? Before. As that, so they're just doing that. They're basically doing oh, that. Uh, but really, what I'm getting upset by is like this can't be good. It looks bad. Like they made a burger that looked bad. The burger was like clearly well done. Yeah. And then like because it was like the chef's friend, uh, of course they said they liked it. So oh, really, yeah. Ugh. There's an inauthenticity to the, these specific videos that I'm finding uh, very really disappointing. Like just like unnecessary because they're doing cool things on that specific channel. They're doing uh, cool stuff with like I've enjoyed watching them cook stuff in like a humidifier or using uh, like an uh, a clothing iron mm-hmm. uh, as like the cooking apparatus. That's the kind of creativity I do. I 
I've enjoyed watching that. But specifically, like, really just, like, get judges in here to judge the validity of this great big burger or this giant slice of pizza. Okay. The fact that it's, like, your buddy uh, really has bothered it, It's irked me. It's, like, uh, it's... You're saying it, you're saying the journalistic integrity of BuzzFeed is, is not bothering up to me. What you want? Oh man, somebody call the prices. It's not crazy. Yeah, it's just it's a a tweak. I all just right. want them to do a slight tweak. Okay, all right. Yeah, I give that a good hot taste. We judge hot taste, by the way. Okay. So you give it a good or a bad, or you could be uh, no opinion. Yeah, we've had no yeah. opinions yeah. Uh, pretty times, recently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when we were we had one on a. Uh, Recently on Zach's episode with uh, cured egg yolks, yep. and he was just like, "I don't no, care yeah, about cured egg yolks." Yeah. So no, I give that a good though. Oh, thank you. Good job. Yeah. Um, I also have a hot taste uh, related to uh, uh, web content. Okay. Um, I was recently watching a Bon Appetit video, which I've gotten into lately. I think their YouTube's really good. I think there's a lot of great stuff on it. Yeah. I love that uh, Alex Eats Everything. That's a great show where he tries a bunch of different stuff. I love uh, uh, That's the one where he eats like like all the hot dogs in Chicago or all the slices of pizza in New York. It's it's cool because it gives me like a very straight view because then you can choose like, oh, this one is actually the one I think I'll like the most, not the best, which I like. Um, But... I have a problem with their straight up food videos and also all hoity toityness of Bon Appetit in general. That makes me very uncomfortable. What do you, uh, what do you mean? I watched one recently where they were like, we're going to make adult. Okay. First of all, they were like, we're going to make adult mac and cheese. Okay. That's fine. You just mean mac and cheese. Great. Sounds great. And then this recipe was essentially just, it was a mac and cheese that only had Parmesan cheese, which sounds crazy to me. And then they advertise it as a one pot dish and then immediately she was like, all right, so this is your pot for your cream and then this is the pot that you're going to boil your things in. And I was like, y'all don't understand fundamental stuff about how people who aren't obsessed with food use the world. Yeah. If you say something's a one pot meal, you can't, you have two pots. You just said it. Just said it. So I got, so I, it, it hit, I really am a fan of that, of that channel and their shows, but there is a, and I get it. It's Bon Appetit. It should be highfalutin. It should be kind of uppity. Like that. That's literally. It's called Bon Appetit for Christ's sakes. But I. It grates on me. And also the way they were like. And we think this is way better than what comes in that box. Dude, that box is a top seller, baby. You want to come with the king? Like that box. Most people experience mac and cheese through that box, and that's fine. It's good. Yeah. But if you want to say like we can do better, I don't think you have to shit on other stuff. To talk about how good your stuff is, and I feel like there's a lot of that there. I gotta ask Brad something. Uh, do you get a Kraft mac and cheese up in Canada? Oh hell yeah, good, yeah, dude. Good. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not perfect, but like, there's times where I'm like, what do I want right now? And the answer is that I want that Kraft mac and cheese with some milk and butter in it. That's what I and I, and you always you buy two and you use one whole packet and then another half of the other packet. That's the that's the pro move. If that was just that's what my boat appetite video should be. It's just me being like, we're gonna make a better craft mac and cheese, and then I just use extra. It sounds also powder. like you want your hot taste to be like <laughs> should be able to buy the cheese packet separately. Oh, I would be on board. 
I would okay. be so on board for that. Really? I would pay a I would pay cuz what's the thing? The thing is is a dollar usually on sale. Yeah. So, if it was 75 cents for just the packet of cheese stuff, I would buy that. Really? Well, cuz I'd be a buck 75. Would you use it for anything else besides mac and cheese applications? Oh, dude, you could dust stuff in it. You could do some fun cuz it's just milk powder and dehydrated cheese. Right. Uh and a lot of salt. But um yeah, but that's but that that's beyond the point. They made a hot, fancy mac and cheese. It was just Parmesan cheese and shells. That's like not even really mac and cheese to me. It's pasta. It's like, yeah, that that's you made. Oh, cool. You made pasta with Parmesan on it and a cream sauce. But that's not mac and cheese. Like, the, yeah. So that's my that's my hot taste. Good or bad? Uh, I liked it. It was it was emotionally, yeah! it was emotionally fueled, but I, I liked it. International win. <laughs> Yeah, I'll call it good. Yeah, yeah call it. I'm rounding the bases on North America. Yeah, uh, Brad, did you bring a hot taste to the table? I did. Uh, admittedly, I was super nervous about this because I, oh, I yeah. wasn't sure I was going to be able to fulfill uh, what you guys are looking for. But this is well, we're only going to judge it at the end. So <laughs> <laughs> this has been irking me for some time, and it is: can we not? And I say we, meaning literally every restaurant and bar and hotel and cafe in the world. Can we not stop with the shishito pepper? I'm going to offend people with that. And I get it. But I don't understand the shishito pepper as a dish, as a $12 appy. And we are literally just eating chilies. I think it's we, we feel like it's cool. And I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand the coolness with sitting there and eating shishito peppers. I think one way in which... To me, Ooh. shishito, and it's never advertised this way, and it's how I think of eating shishito peppers, is one out of every ten is going to burn you. So there's a game to shishito That's peppers. True. So if it was sold as, like, play this shishito pepper game, mm-hmm. uh, it's like one out of ten is going to burn you, I'd be more on board. But I, I get it. It is an odd... It is everywhere. It's ubiquitous. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't order it at restaurants because I would rather make them at home. I did recently have a, some that I liked. This was... Uh, in December, yeah. Uh, but I was in I was in Oklahoma City, so they were cheaper. <laughs> they were like not twelve dollars, <laughs> right. like twelve dollars. I'm like get the hell out of here. I think it was like four bucks, and you got like ten of them. And I was I viewed it as like oh what a nice break because everything else we're eating is like deviled eggs and mac and cheese, real mac and cheeses, and like um. <clears throat> so I I'm on board with it. I like I'm on board with your take in that. They sh- there, there needs to be a very de- definite price stop. Like they can't be there. Has, it should be the cheapest on that app menu, pretty solid because it's like the least preparation. They don't cost that much to make, and you're not. It's it's very simple. Like those some some sweet soy, and you're done. Yeah. Uh, but what what's do what's you, do you not like shishito peppers? No, I have nothing against it. I just don't think it belongs on a menu. I think it's like the most pedestrian thing we can do in a restaurant. And I feel like it's just gotten this hype, uh, at least up here or across Canada, as like this new cool way to eat peppers at a table with your buddies. This is like we're just eating peppers at a table. Like, can we not ask more of this restaurant or more of ourselves to not order a plate of peppers that have clearly just been deep fried? Yeah, it's not too different than like... How like I'm? I can only assume Brussels sprouts had an explosion eight, seven, eight years ago up there because it had an explosion everywhere. And this doesn't feel on the level of Brussels sprouts to me. Well, you're not doing as much work. I feel like like I'm like also very much on like cool. Well, there better be like like you better add some stuff to it, right? It can't just be like if you're just cooking the pepper, salt, pepper. I feel like the, the most common 
like way I see shishitos on a menu soy is and stuff a lot. Soy, but blistered shishito yeah. peppers, which is just oil, shishito peppers, and maybe salt pepper. Yeah. Um, and that's usually I feel like the most common way it's prepared. Yeah. So I apologize to all the shishito farmers out there. I I don't hate on your product, but I'm not digging it in every restaurant on every menu, whether it's Spanish, Mexican, French, you name it. It's just it's got to stop. What? I apologize. Don't we see them done with stuff now? I'm like. Why am I They're not, not seeing, in salads? Well, no, yeah. like, why am I not seeing, like, stuffed shishito pepper? Why, like, why am I not seeing dishes that involve them? Yeah. Or, like, them used as, like, like part of a stir fry. Like, now I'm kind of like, why the hell aren't they on menus in other ways? Yeah. And that is weird. I, wa- I know it's, I mean, it is traditional to eat them kind of cooked over a fire, like, roasted. Yeah. But now that's, like, I'm like, no, because I would, if you, like, did, like, a chorizo stuff, like, shishito pepper, I'd be on board with that. I'd, I, As would I. As would I. So why is So it's really just, thing? like, we're being lazy about shishito peppers. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's because the, the tradition of them is so simple that it is, a, is the laziest way they can add something exotic to but, their menu. But, Brett, this is also great because it's laziness not just with restaurants but consumers as well. Like, yeah, because consumers aren't <laughs> asking more of it because yeah. we're just buying them up being like, oh, shishito peppers, oof, my date will think I'm cool. <laughs> like, like, ugh. I feel like it's a conversation that we had to have and uh, I apologize. Again, like I said, anyone ever... Oh, we... And we have nothing against shishito farmers. No, we love yeah. them. We love them. And I yeah. like shishito peppers a lot. Yeah. But really, we're just asking for more shishito. Do pep- something tr- with them. Yeah, more innova- more Damn. innovation. Good hot taste. Good hot taste. Very good hot I taste. I give that a good. Brad, you were so nervous, and that you was great. It. Yeah, you crushed it. I feel like it was probably a double as opposed to a home run, but I'll take the double for sure. No, no, oh, no, no. I think no. that's a home run. That's a home run. I think that's a home run. Yeah. Because uh, now I genuinely think differently about it, Yeah. that's annoying to me. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> to change my opinions. Amazing. Uh, that was great. Uh, so, Brett, we just want to ask you a few brief questions about your podcast and your food background. Uh, how did Half a Dozen Hospitality Podcasts get started? It really was the fact that I'm a huge podcast fan. I, I've always dug uh, most every podcast that's out there, the traditional ones that we've all probably listened to, like the Joe Rogans, the Rich Rolls, the Lewis Howes, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, what is there? what is one uh, thing that I, or, or aspect of my life that I think I could add some context to and, and at least entertain, if not myself, maybe my mom as well. (laughs) And, uh, I thought, you know what, I will start talking about the hospitality industry, which is, which is admittedly my background. I've been in hospitality since I was 16 years old, you know, typical story of started washing dishes and then kind of made my way through. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a way for me to establish myself as a thought leader in this space. And it's now turned into uh, a business. It's turned into my consultancy business. And uh, I quit my job a few months ago and I've gone kind of full in. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's become a bigger beast than I expected. But if I can just go quickly a little bit more long-winded on it, it's, it's actually proven to be for me, one, a great connector with people like yourselves. But it's also proven to be a fantastic platform where I can give space for people in our industry to tell their stories that a lot of times don't get told. I'm talking about chefs that don't have big platforms or dishwashers or architects or designers that are doing things that are really pushing the envelope. And while we're only, I think now we're speaking to 10,000 people worldwide on my podcast, which is great, but um, we still have more work to do. But I feel so great that I can give them this space to tell their story because as much as it's cool to watch Matty Matheson and Gordon Ramsay and these guys do their thing on TV, there's a lot of people doing a lot of work in our space that don't generally get highlighted. So for me, it was the least I could do um, to, to give them that space and platform. And it's, it's paid dividends for me. 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And have you found a lot of advantages, because we're recording this remotely with you, with being able to bring in, pe- given the nature of your podcast, to be bring in people from all over the world and not just where you're based out of in Canada? Yeah, it's it's this industry, as you guys well know, it, it reaches far and wide. Um, and the power of the DM on social media has, has been very, very good to me. People have been so open to, to coming on the show. We've gone as far as uh, Germany, Italy, New Zealand, Australia, I mean, all over Europe and uh, the US as well. So I just feel really blessed that people right now, podcasts are kind of the thing, in my opinion, as far as media is concerned. And I like it because we're able to have conversations like like we just what we are having right now where it's real content and it's not scripted and that for me is the type of media i like to consume myself and it's it's nice to be able to to provide that for the listeners but yeah it's the fact that my the the title of my podcast and the idea of my podcast really encapsulates everyone from farmers to like i said designers head chefs restauranters so I'm not limited and it's not a stretch say to have you guys on my podcast and talk about what you're doing, which is really fun to me because I'm not pigeonholed by one. It's niche, but it's not that niche where it wouldn't make sense to have you guys on to talk about your podcast and your take on food. That's great. Uh, Since you brought up the title of your podcast, can you walk us through what that half a dozen beans? Yeah. So it's the name. It is the name of my, my consultancy business as well. So half a dozen hospitality is the name of my business and half a dozen came to me because uh, embarrassingly for about eight or nine months, I was consuming six eggs a day. Oh, oh uh, I'm not far yeah, away from embarrassingly. <laughs> and that's, and he's, and that's years. He's doing years of this. Going through a bit of a stage where I was, uh, exercising, uh, like it was my job and somehow thought because I was doing that, it justified eating six whole eggs a day. And uh, it was one of those things that I just thought it kind of rhymed, flowed well-ish with hospitality. So half a dozen hospitality kind of sounded cool to me. And uh, that's, that's actually, I think you're only like the second or third person that's ever asked me. And I want for the answer to be a lot cooler than it is. But it literally is because I used to eat six eggs every day for about nine months. <laughs> Like we just the cool thing about this is we just recorded uh, our conversation for your podcast and now we're having you on ours and otherwise we briefly discussed over email and Instagram but we've never met and that's a really cool thing about being able to do these remote podcasts mm-hmm. uh, but you've at least on your own podcast turned that half a dozen into a much more interesting question than just uh, oh I used to be a big egghead uh, yeah. so you've 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 turned it into some uh, you've spun gold. It, even if your initial story isn't uh, as strong as you'd like it to be. Yeah, actually, and, and, and what it allows for is, is a lot of other things to happen, like the half a dozen have-tos on my podcast and the half a dozen haven't yet. And actually, uh, we are doing locally as well. I've uh, just launched. Uh, we're, we're, too, we're too deep. We have four left. We're doing the half, half a dozen dinner series. So we're doing six dinners throughout our province. We're doing like pop-up uh, restaurants, if you will. Oh, that's and awesome. Each dinner is featuring a different local chef, but they can't be a head chef, a different local chef. And then uh, each, each dinner... We are associated with a local food-based charity and all of the profits, 100% of the profit goes to that local food-based charity. So I see, I see more and more I can do with this half a dozen uh, kind of shtick, if you will. Um, but right now we're, we're doubling down on these dinners. It's been a great thing for the community. And I love highlighting, like I said, these up and coming chefs and because the head chefs have enough, uh, enough kind of limelight, if you will. And it's been awesome to see 
these younger chefs write their own menus and be the one that's that's highlighted and celebrated and they just have they've crushed it so far the two dinners, two dinners we've had have been phenomenal and we've been able to donate a whack of money to some great local charities and put food in people's mouths that can't afford it which is so nice that's incredible yeah, that's such that's a cool awesome. idea. That's really cool. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, here, here's just two dummies talking about. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, no, I'm really trying to build a community, and we're like, so ice cream, is it good? Like, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's th- funny you say that because listening to your podcast, I actually enjoyed your take on it and the angle you guys have, and this is just my interpretation of it because, like I said, when we recorded my podcast just a moment ago, I appreciate how you guys come at it from a very fun angle. And at the, at the end of the day, I want for food to be fun. And I think food needs to be fun. I mean, the three of us sitting down, if we had food there, it just changes the dynamics so much of our uh, engagement, our interaction, and then our relationship. So at the root of it, as serious the topics that we, have to, that we do have to be aware of in our world, in our countries, at the end of the day, like, let's just get together, break bread, have fun, and enjoy what we have in front of us. So I actually appreciate what you guys are doing because you add some levity to uh, to the gaps that may exist when things get a little too heavy in our space. Well, thank you for <laughs> thank you for uh, putting that nicely. Because <laughs> if because if you asked me, I would have been like, "Oh, we're a couple of dumb jesters." Uh, but uh, no, I pre- I do agree with that. Like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah I agree. We're great. <laughs> um, but I do, uh, th- yeah. And so, and Brad. <laughs> Just to, just so everyone knows, you're based out of British Columbia. Yeah, so I'm in Vancouver, BC. So we're on the west coast, uh, and I, I'm so lucky in this city. We're spoiled for choice for great talent. We're not really on the on the radar internationally as far as food, but I think we're slowly, slowly getting there. The thing is, we're almost too Canadian, if you will. Um, we don't really like fly our flags literally, uh, like I feel you guys do, which is I think is so cool. You guys are so patriotic with your country and a little bit more boisterous when it comes to your food and food scenes. And I think we can learn a lot from cities like LA or New York or Chicago, which I think are some of the best food cities in the world. And I feel like we can be on that map because of what I use the word a lot, our terroir. I don't know if you guys know what terroir is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. So like what, what we have here in BC is incredible. And uh, we're slowly, slowly being recognized internationally for the talent that we have here, but also what our terroir provides. So I feel so blessed to call this home and we're spoiled for choice when it comes to food. And I can only imagine that Vancouver's going to like explode because it, I feel like everyone I know is like considering a move there uh, to get serious, like with... <laughs> The with current climate with global climate. warming migration yeah. like vancouver's looking like a very appealing spot yeah well you guys are welcome to come anytime i'd love to host you for a meal or two but yeah it's a, it's a beautiful city um canada itself is still so untouched there's so much space here um whether you like the wilderness or you like urban areas you can really kind of find your niche and um obviously you guys are very into the food scene and like i said the food here is incredible you can go foraging and eat literally from the land we have the ocean right there so the seafood is is literally world class um so like i said not to keep repeating myself we really are spoiled for choice in this in this province and countrywide really here's a question that is just a silly thing but i want to ask it so many restaurants that uh open up uh, out here that don't know how to label themselves if they're just doing like uh American classics or just like they're they're playing they're 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 trying new stuff out but it doesn't American I'm talking about new American cuisine is there a new Canadian is someone opened up a new like if that within that style of restaurant would they call it new American in Vancouver would they call it new Canadian no no I don't again I don't does that not come up at all I don't what's that sorry does that like that 
uh, moniker not come up at all. Yeah, no, I feel like, again, we're too shy and too Canadian to, to bring that much attention to anyone. So yeah, I don't think anyone is audacious enough to say that. Um, if anything, we're throwing, we're throwing all of our food back to, uh, again, there's such a major indigenous and Aboriginal influence going on right now in our city, which I think is super appropriate because of where we are and the lands that we populate. Um, so there's even more attention being paid to uh, traditions of way back when and um, head chefs and restaurants are kind of adopting that but that moniker and that verbiage is never articulated like that at least that I've seen and I'm okay with that that would if we, we cut that out of our of our lexicon for classifications for restaurants half the restaurants in LA don't exist right like because it's it's really like oh well we have like burgers we have but burgers like but we burger. also it's it just replaced gastropub it's like if you don't want to be called a gastropub you're new American right. or it just like gives you a, a an excuse to like have like Mac here's my cheese. Japanese influenced dish and here's yeah. my French yeah. dish it's like oh yeah I'm playing around with the things yeah. I like and then I get to call it new American yeah no there's one restaurant that comes to mind and if you guys are ever I'll give them a shout out because they deserve it uh, it's called Kissa Tanto K I S S A T A N T O so it's Italian Japanese fusion and it's arguably done by one of the most talented uh, chef restaurant duos here in Vancouver they also own Bao Bay which is Chinese brasserie um, but they literally just call it uh, Italian Japanese fusion. They don't call it new Canadian or, or anything else. They're calling it what it is. And it is one of the coolest rooms in the city uh, designed by a local firm called studio Roslyn. And the, the food again is, is next level. So if you guys are ever up here, uh, whether it's myself or on your own, check out kiss Tanto for sure. No, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll make it up. Yeah. We're going to, we'll be up to, we'll make it to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to go. It's a four hour flight. I, it's yeah. not that bad. I had a bachelor party get canceled in Vancouver, which oh, is bummer. a bummer. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I was excited to eat. Yeah, that's like all that's about that. Can you say you could say that about anywhere you go? I'm going to Bakersfield, California. I'm excited to eat. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Um, yeah, that's rad though. Okay, so that's ooh. I'm just trying to think of like Japanese, Japanese French fusion. I can see pretty easily. Japanese Italian fusion is a little harder for me to like, met, like, like get in my head because of the use of cheese and tomatoes, yeah. but. I can get it. I can get with it. Yeah, it works. Somehow it works. Again, there's there the the head chef there, Joel is is far more intellectual than I am and far more creative. So I leave it to him to create. But yeah, what he's doing is is remarkable and um, it's being celebrated. It's it's one of those restaurants where you can't get into for like ninety days kind of thing. So uh, what they're doing works for sure. Uh, so Brad, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, because we're a remote podcast, our podcast does involve us providing a tasting menu of a food you don't like and be given the distance like would have been too hard to accomplish. But I, I was curious whether you did some thinking about what food you might have done should we have been able to provide something for you. Uh, like if you, if you were here in person, what food would we be doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about my distaste for shishito peppers, but not so much for the actual food, but just kind of how it's uh, highlighted and celebrated right now. But you'd be our first concept person <laughs> on the thing. Yeah. I don't um, like these types of dishes. You know what? It, it would have to be radishes. And I don't know what it is. They're like spicy and hot, but they're not. And they kind of have the texture of like jicama or an apple and it just i don't know why it frustrates me so radishes would be the one where i would challenge you guys to either find a way for me to like it again or uh confirm that they are indeed from the devil literally be... two weeks ago as we were recording our coconut episode we had the choice of radishes or coconut and in preparing both menus at least for what would we enjoy eating 
coconut won that by yeah, a mile. Get, the, get radishes so, the hell out of here. Uh, so the radish one did not look exciting. Yeah. Uh, but That'd be a true challenge. It w- we would just need to do more work. Yeah, so radishes, uh, again, I apologize, all the radish farmers, you are doing great work, but... I don't have any time for your radishes. I apologize. Uh, and is this the standard red radish? Do you also toss in daikon as well? Uh, I'll give daikon a go, but yeah, the standard red radish. If I if my wife ever brings it home for like a salad, it'll just sit in our crisper, and unfortunately, we'll keep sitting there until I get annoyed and just throw it away. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just I. And you know what? I'll just plead ignorance here. I just don't know what to do with it aside from like chuck it on a mandolin and put it in a salad. That's really all I think to do. You can cook radishes. Yeah, you they can do can, like they're supposed to be really good cooked. Yeah, like like uh, like sautéed. You could treat them like uh, roasted carrots as well. Someone told me recently they existed on taco trucks as a way of cooling down your mouth after eating like a hot taco. Oh, that's what someone they were like. No, I'll eat I'll eat my taco, and then when I when I like the salsa is too hot, I'll use radishes to cool it down. And I was like, radishes are spicy, but they're like only sometimes. And I was like, well, I don't. Uh, see, it's like the shishito pepper. It's just like, can we get over this? Sometimes it's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Brad, thank you so much yeah. for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, is there any other shout outs you'd like to do? Yeah. Uh, or like anything you'd like us to have highlighted? Yeah, no, I just want to say sorry. I want to say thank you guys again for making time for me. I really appreciate it. I think it's super unique and awesome that we can connect uh, again remotely like this. The fact that you guys are doing a food-based podcast. I'm doing a food-based podcast up here in Vancouver, and we've connected over that. I think that in itself is really unique and special. But I would just say uh, to your listeners, if it's not my podcast or if it's not Try You Like It podcast, like find more podcasts like this. Uh, help educate yourself on the food systems, what's going on, and have fun with food. And I actually like the idea of try something that you generally wouldn't try. So whether it's you never had a shishito pepper, ignore what I said, order the shishito pepper and see what it's like. Yeah, if you've never ordered a shishito pepper, You're, you get a pass yeah, for one. You got to go get it once. Uh, and so, yeah, that's uh, half a dozen hospitality podcasts. And that's uh, wherever your people get their podcasts. Yeah, all the all the platforms. And then uh, I also do all of my content. All of my all of my interviews go up on YouTube as well. So it's just my name, Brad Bodner Chuck on YouTube. You can find all the information there. Oh, great. Uh, well, Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, have a great have, have a great day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. So that was that interview. Yeah. Uh, that was that. <laughs> that's how that went. Whoa. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break just because we always have a break yep. on the show. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to intro the Portos thing. Hey, what's up? It's the middle of the show. You're not used to there being speaking here, but now there is. David and Winston coming at you live from the middle of the episode to let you know that we're giving away stickers for the month of May. May the stickers be with you. The only way to get your hands on these is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. Stitcher, or wherever you can write reviews for a podcast. Yeah, you take a picture of it, you send it to us at tryitlikeitpod at gmail.com. Screenshot, or if you send us a full picture. Polaroid. Yeah, if you send us a screenshot of a Polaroid of a picture, that'd be the best. Uh, but yeah, send it to us, and then we're going to get your address, and we're going to send you real physical stuff. But right now, get back to the show! Get back to the show! And we're back. So at this point, mm-hmm. this is the usual halfway point of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about what happened with this live recording. Okay, cool. So this is recorded on May 1st, yes. 2019 at yep. Taste Walk Glendale. Yep. We were th- in a Portos restaurant. Yeah. We were thrilled to be asked to do this. We had so much fun. It was a blast. Yeah. N- understand that this was recorded 
at a live event mm-hmm. inside a restaurant. Yeah. Okay, so imagine a busy bakery. <laughs> yeah. And now imagine people were at that bakery. Yeah. Eating and then their- imagine you added in a podcast. <laughs> yeah. With a PA system. So we did yeah, our podcast at a live dining room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like not uh, for a live dining room. But I would in, use the preposition at, at yes, customers. Pretty perfect. Uh, we did. There were people listening. There were people paying attention. There were people who, were who came up to the table yeah. that we cut out so, because yeah. you could not hear what they were saying. But yep. there were people because our guest was lovely and fantastic. And they local know. Local celeb. Essentially a local celeb. Yeah, yeah she's a, a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because she interacts with the customers so well there were people who like didn't want to miss their chance to talk to betty while they were there so they just came up to our table and said hello so a couple of those are cut out it was pretty great it was fantastic if you want those you can email us and we'll send you those audio yeah we'll send you those cut out clips uh they're in spanish yeah uh so we're gonna toss to that interview right now and then uh Take a listen. We did a mini gauntlet similar to what we did on mm-hmm. the Gabrus episode with Betty. Yeah, she was very game, and we were like, cool. And then we threw stuff at her, and then, as you'll see... I would argue, she's too great. game. Yeah, like, she was down. She worked through things she was real down. fast. Yeah, she was down. Uh, so, yeah, uh, take a listen, and here it is. Hello, Portos! Hello. Hi. Hi. We are the Try It, You'll Like It podcast. Howdy. Uh, so, in case you've never listened to us before, what we do is we have our guests try a food they hate one last time. Mm-hmm. We are here in an open restaurant yeah. for the first time, yeah. and we're going to keep this thing rolling along. Yeah. Uh, so let me introduce myself. My name is David Zwick, and I'm here with my host, Winston Carter. Howdy. Winston, usually at the top of the show, you say something mean about me, you razz me. I do. We're in public, Since so we're in public, would you like to say something nice to me for the first time? Uh, you have great hair. Oh, thank you. Yeah. They, that's so nice that's of you. It. That's it. Uh, so let's introduce our guest for today. We are joined today by the owner of Porto's, Betty Porto. How are you doing? Howdy. Thanks for joining us. I can't see your hair, so I don't know what he's oh, talking uh, about. I'm, yeah. I'm hiding it. I yeah, have some he, long hair. He likes no, to he keep it away from hair. you. Uh, when I'm working with food, I like <laughs> try to keep the long hair uh, contained. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for having us today. This is awesome. Uh, we're excited. We're here as part of uh, Taste Walk Glendale. Yes. And we're... Just incredibly excited to get to talk to you today, so thank you. Thank you. Is yeah. this your first time doing uh, any show within Porto's while it's open? Not. I've done a bunch, but never yeah. never here inside the bakery. Uh, <laughs> anything you've always wanted to shout to a restaurant uh, with uh, all your patrons here? Anything you've been meaning to say to your customers? Yes, thank you guys for making Porto's what it is. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank Woo! you. Yeah. Yeah. Come back, check, go check West Covina, which is open uh, yesterday. Oh, wow. So, very exciting. Oh, West Covina? Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, so, Betty, just a quick background for Porto's in case yes. our listeners at home have never been or have never been to mm-hmm. the Los Angeles area. How long has Porto's been open and what is Porto's all about? Well, we've been open for 40 years and we're a family owned and operated business. Mm-hmm. Started by a woman, an immigrant, my mother. She loved to bake cakes and she's self taught. Just a passion for baking and making cakes, and uh, that passion carried through through my brother, my sister, and I. And even though we went to school and got degrees, because they wanted us to become the lawyers and the doctors, without realizing we went to school, got the degree, but it fell in love with the business. Yeah. And so we decided to stay, and that's all. The rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Yep. Delicious history. Yep. Yeah. Truly Sweet. delicious yeah. history. We are thrilled to be here. Yes. 
no. without being hyperbolic, Porto's is an institution yes. in the Los Angeles yes. area. Yep. It is an amazing place. It's Winston has prepared, I think, 20, 25 potato ball-based questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, first, uh, how many potato balls do you think I can eat? Oh, I, I could eat a bunch of, I think a dozen. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right, cool. Well, you spot can, on the money. Yeah, you can, I can eat six yeah. or eight, I think. <laughs> You're taller than I am. Yeah, they're uh, unbelievable. This is my favorite food to take into an AMC movie yeah. theater. So that's that's my mom's. That's one of her recipes. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. So after 40 years, the potato balls are still the king. And mm-hmm. everywhere I go, I take beautiful, fancy pictures, and people will say, "Did you bring potato balls?" Yeah, they you are king win. of any party, yeah. king or queen. Yeah, bringing potato balls or any. I mean, I remember game. the first time I had one. I saw someone brought them to work. And I was like, what is this thing? And I picked it up. I was like, yeah, this looks like I should eat it. <laughs> and then two bites in, I was like, oh, cool. Well, I have to have these forever now. Uh, yep. They're it's, unbelievable. It's comfort food at its best. Yeah. yeah. So briefly before we decided to do this podcast with you, uh, you said there's many things. The, the one food you mentioned not liking to me on the phone was lamb. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Just Is it because of the gaminess of lamb? The or? gaminess of yeah. it. Rabbit, lamb. Okay. Well, we promise we're not serving you lamb today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you might. We might introduce you to some things you don't like. Don't yeah. Some worse than lamb, huh? Uh, well, to some, uh, yeah. lamb's one of my favorites. Yeah. But there's at least one smell on this plate that, that is worse than lamb. Funky. It's yeah. a funky smell. Yeah, definitely challenge. Challenging is maybe well, the way. I should have brought my daughter. Nothing is challenging for her. Uh, uh, She'll eat the, anything. Oh. Should we get into it? Yeah, I think we should. I'll go grab the. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! It's a natto. It's not. We got some natto going. Oh. oh my god! So you're familiar with natto? Oh yes, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's the one food Winston the and I have done on the show. Yeah. yeah, multiple times. It is our least favorite food yes, we've had on the is. show. Yep. Uh, so let's walk through what's on All this right. plate. We got your standard unflavored natto. There are yeah. sauces in there uh, that, if you want to try to spruce it up, you can. We are. Uh, we brought some. Have you had this yes, before? You've yes. had pashat. Salty. We, it is a brave thing for us to do because it is an Armenian food. Uh, it is the mixture of a date and a cotton ball. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then. Oh, you got right in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm, pretty good. What? Yeah, pretty good. What's well, so Benny again? just took a bite yeah. of a pashat, and we're already oh. stunned. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's one of our least favorite yeah. things we've had on the show. Really? Uh, just it. It, the flavor's fine. It's just texturally. Oh, I it think is, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's so dry to us. You know, you you, you hit it on the money. Inside is like cotton candy. It's, yeah. yeah. Like it's a date. You oh, cotton candy it. to me is kind. Cotton oh. ball is what I think of because the oh. flavor is so. You devoured it. Yeah. <laughs> You're just rolling through with the next one. We got a whole bag yeah. that I don't know what to do with. You can take yeah. that home with you. I like it. <laughs> I'm wow. I like it. Uh, well, and then you've already shocked me. <laughs> I think it's fine, but the way you have just throw, tossed them in and gone for it, <laughs> I, I don't have that in me. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, so we'll get into the oh. nut. I'm just I'm still walk, yeah. walking through the plate. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Uh, and then these All little right. wafer things. All right. Uh, mm. And if you uh, want to look at these online, if you're not here, we're at Try It Like It Pod all over the internet. Oof. These are durian wafer yeah, the cookies. Smell is challenging. This yes, is, it smells like a chemical. Winston, do you want to grab the bag? Yeah. So in uh, Thailand and other yeah. Southeastern Asian countries, you cannot open this fruit on I'm trains. Is this like spiky, described as a oh, sweet onion fruit. I know, I know. Yeah. 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 Durian, yes. Yep. Uh, so these, these are, are we, because filled. we didn't want to yeah, make an impact smell on your... Uh, 
The inside of the bag smell, yeah. smells. No, I, I can smell you. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's not pleasant. Yeah. No. But the flavor is good. Okay. It has like a sweet onion garlic aftertaste. Yeah. Let's just jump into one. Yeah, sweet garlic, sweet onion. Yeah. I could. So up on the tongue, it's great. On the back end is where it, it gets a little weird, a little bit funky. Smells I, bad. I hate this. You hate it, Winston? I hate this. Why? It is so not for me. This. It's not that I like the flavor. But then you breathe in, and then your mouth is full of something I don't find pleasant. So durian, and, not for and me. And Winston, you've had fresh durian, right? Yes. Uh, uh, not. A, I don't mind it as much. This is harder for me. Yeah. So do you think that fresh fruit is worse? I think fresh fruit I actually like more. I like oh the fresh God, fruit the of it more. Oh, my God, the smell of this little bite. It's, yeah. It's pretty. It's like, like a chemical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it oh smells like someone left the gas on. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's not it tastes like someone left you know, the gas on. At the beginning, it's sweet, but now oh, I can awesome taste it. it's awesome at the yeah. beginning, and then this back end is what's gross yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. it's brutal. Uh, I guess yeah. it's something you have to grow up eating. I, yeah. I think, yeah, I, uh, it just has to be really, really hot. <laughs> so let's speak of what you have to grow up eating yeah. to enjoy. Let's try the natto. You want to uh, give it a whirl. I, I know I'm going to hate it because... Because it's gross. You got these mucusy slimies. strands. Right. Yeah, that's unpleasant. That's. Uh, it's a common Japanese breakfast, yes, commonly served over rice. A lot of sushi restaurants will serve this, but Winston and Did I have not. Did you put any sauce on it? We have not. Uh, I'm going to go straight, straight first. Um, Do you like it? I've had it before. We've now had I'm it. This not, is our third time yeah, this on the is my podcast. Third time having natto. And uh, yeah. You know what? Again, the smell is worse than the taste. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't taste, taste like anything. No. But, but it the, smells it like It tastes that. like now, bitter. And the the the, te- the the texture, like the way it eats, is awful. Smells like death. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so if that wasn't enough. But I know in Japan they love this thing. With, they ate it like it's like the best yeah. thing in the world. It tastes like it should be good for you. It's good <laughs> with sauce. Yeah. The sauce helps. It probably makes it taste better, right? Well, any, like, mustard helps. I'm putting yeah. some mustard on it right now. There's a sweet but yeah, sauce. Yeah, like, you put mustard, and those sauces on anything would taste great. So yeah. that makes it, it's a good for you, at least. Oh, this is supposed to be very good it's, for you. It's uh, a very, it's like, a healthy... Pro, it's a probiotic. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, because yeah, all so it is is... From the fermentation. Yeah, from the fermentation. Yeah. It's a low fermentation. Yeah. It's bean sauerkraut. Uh, these are beans Ugh. that uh, they put a spore on them. And you're technically supposed to stir it up 17 times, mm-hmm. put the sauce yeah. in, and then it uh, <laughs> it is a low. <laughs> really? To give it one last shot. Just and then it was in. very yeah. clear, not into no, it. It, got, uh, it gets worse. That's yeah. mean more of it. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let so me go back to the cotton. Yeah, you love the pashat, though. I'm going to have a pashat because I haven't yeah. had this in almost a year. Ooh, I've got a, I've got a mouthful of natto right now. And, not loving it. The flavor of Peshat no. is great. It's great. Sweet, slightly acidic. It's got some date things going on. Mm-hmm. It's got the date seed yeah. inside. But that texture for me, it's it's rough. rough. Yeah. Okay, now, David, I'm really fascinated by this thing that you made. Uh, so, so David baked today. Oh, my God. I, uh, yeah. yeah. He decided he would bake something and for, then bring it into this mecca of all things. And what, it looks like yeah. a banana bread. It is yeah. banana bread, okay. but there's a secret ingredient. Yeah. Uh, so it smells good. No narcotics, you can, you I hope. You might be able to tell what it is just by that fork cut you just made. Yes. Because it mimics the oh, natto what? that's on the plate. Okay, I did not know there would be stringiness of natto in this. Yes, bread. there's stringiness of natto in this. The, the texture is that of a carrot cake. Yes. 
It is. I put a little bit of extra sugar in here just wow. to, for extra caramelization and knowing there'd be natto. No, that tastes fine. That uh, that then there's no. Uh, you would never convince you me. You just there was redeem natto. yourself. Yeah. My eyes. Oh, yeah. good. This is a good oh. use of natto. Is adding is adding yeah, moisture replaced, to bread. Uh, it's for moisture, and then it replaced walnuts from a typical no, banana that's tasty, dude. bread. No. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It's just a the whole show. Typically in Try Do Like It, we put ourselves in a deficit. We, Super moist. Yeah. We are trying to cook for chefs. Winston and I are both amateurs. Winston has some professional experience, but we neither of us have, work in restaurants. So then we are going to people in the food world, and I figured if we're going to a bakery, we have to bake something. Uh, and You can probably sell these and say it's made with nuts. It's healthy. Yeah. It's a <laughs> yeah. healthier banana yeah. bread. Yeah. yeah, this banana bread is about 5% healthier than the normal banana bread. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so that is wow. the tasting. Yeah. You wow. cruised right through it. This would be daunting to most of our guests. You literally left it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we're done. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah let's go. Penny, this. if we can dare say, our bravest guests yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah, easily our, our most just willing to eat it. Yeah. I'm willing to eat it, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is unbelievable. But definitely those wafers at the end, wow. No, they're not They're not great. No. I have a bag of them, and I have to figure out what I need to do with them. Throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> So let's step away from the tasting just for a minute. Wow. Uh, what is your perfect Porto's meal? Oh, oh like my if, God. If you're running a plate full of desserts. Really? Not okay. food. No, no, no potato food. balls, no sandwiches. Desserts. And really? what, which desserts? Mm. Anything that's custard. Oh. Like flan. Flan? Creme oh. brulee. Okay. And my mother's bread pudding. Nice. Oh. That is, you that's can it? die and go to and heaven. We can, we, we're... More than willing to give you a large plate. We can, yeah. This could be a twenty-inch diameter plate if we want to <laughs> fill. I think plate. that's. I respond. I like that answer. What's your What's your uh, perfect perfect meal? All desserts. All desserts. Answer. Perfect yeah. answer. That's yeah, that's my thing. My own heart. Yeah. I, I eat the dessert first, yeah. and then if I have room, I'll have it. To have the ah. dinner. I go. Uh, I see how many potato balls are in the case, and then you. And then I say like, all right, so keep those coming. <laughs> And then uh, afterward, one cheese roll. They're tasting them right now, so you, I can bring a play full of stuff for you guys. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, uh, so you'll, you'll respond to our awful plate we well, <laughs> with deliciousness? Yes. A great deal. We're yeah. yeah. That, that's, we're not actually recording, Betty. That's just what this was for. Where do you buy this? I never oh, so this was from Bangkok from, Market yeah. on Melrose over in LA. Yeah. Oh my God. The natto source from Koreatown, yeah. the prashat from... Karabag Bakery I know in Hollywood. That was a big thing, and a lot of people eat it. But mm-hmm. wow, the Darien. These are uh, when I was in Thailand. They're everywhere. Like on the street, half like literally pulled out a couple loaves of it, just in styrofoam wrapped on the street everywhere. It's cold probably, or hot. Probably the reason is it just grows wild. Oh yeah, people love people love it, but they, they also use it because they got nothing else. Yeah. You could do that in a mango, and you would have oh, yeah. a great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I think of it as. Uh, like ultra guava is what this tastes like yes. to me. Like if guava is sweaty, this is and like a person. You like had guava one? for the first time. Uh, yeah. Try one here. Yeah. Oh, please. Absolutely. So we got a customer coming up. We are not responsible for how you like it. <laughs> so th- this is just Don't a processed it, just durian. It. It's going to oh, be boy. sweet on the beginning, we promise. No. Yeah. No, it's peanut butter. <laughs> it's durian flavored. So durian is a southeastern Asian Fruit that when you oh, not hating it, not hating the beginning part is good, but smell it, it's upsetting. Oh, no, it's that's a fruit that is pure, that's fruit fruit flavored. 
Yeah. Crazy, huh? You no, yeah. you're not wrong. She for just said it was. That. There's fish sauce. There's yeah. no fish sauce yeah. in there. It's, it's a durian. durian. So it, that's it, the, they're yeah. usually about this size. We did not bring one because you're not allowed to open them in most public places because it'll that's, fill this it room with. Smells them. like death. Yeah. But yeah. you yeah. want it? You want it like uh, nachos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I just uh, melt my hand. Oh no! Oh no! I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we have we have we have uh, napkins. Oh, no. I don't think the oh. napkin is. What is? Oh, I don't think, oh wow! Yeah. I don't. I don't think that uh, the napkin will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're about to wrap up the show. So we, uh, how many locations of Portos are there in the so South, Southern we, California yeah, area? So now? we have the Glendale store, the original, then Burbank. Then we went to Downey. Yeah. Then we went to Buena Park. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we opened West Covina. So that's the sixth the fifth, Porto. The fifth, fifth, excuse me. Well, if you count the original one in Silver Lake and Sunset, okay. it would be six. Ah, so we're, gonna, no, we're on the what, move. All I proved was very bad at basic math. <laughs> <laughs> we're on uh, the move. Yeah. So, and uh, if you want to find Portos online, that is uh, Portos it's everywhere. Bakery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Portos Bakery. We also started a new thing that. So now when people, they don't live here anymore. Yeah. You, you went to Florida, you went to New York. We have something called Bake at Home. Oh. Ooh. Go to the website, Bake at Home. You can buy the potato balls, the cheese rolls, the guava cheese. You can't tell me this. You they can't tell me them. this. Yes. You cannot tell me this. They're being all over uh, the United States. You destroyed my life. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. I can so, go on any it? vacation. I'm going to have the brie shipped to where I'm yeah, That's it. <laughs> Send it to friends and family. I yeah. mean, Listen, it doesn't destroy your life. You can make other no. people's lives better. That's, that's a good right. point. That's yeah. what it's You're happening. You're going to make a lot of friends all over the United States. Yeah, that's all of my Christmas yes. gifts this year. Yeah. Everyone's getting a potato You're ball. You're going to get a box of potato balls. It's going to be great. Uh, so a, if you want to find us, try it. You'll like it online. We're on yeah. iTunes, Spotify, anywhere where you get podcasts. We're, Stitcher. If you find somewhere that sells Peshat, we're probably there. Yeah. If there's a Nato aisle where one of us is around, that's where we linger. Yeah. We're trying to make durian work. Yeah. We're going to keep making it happen. <laughs> yeah. So that's, And we're at Try It Like It Pod yep. all over the internet. Uh, this has been Try It, You'll Like It. Thank you so much for listening, everyone yeah. in Portos. And thank you so much. And Betty thank you to Porto. Betty. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. For opening my my eyes to other foods. (laughs) And a quick thank you to Ryan Counts of Campfire Media helping to make this happen. Uh, And that's it. That's the show. Bye. Thank you so much. So that was that. That was that. Uh, Uh, Big thanks to uh, Ryan Kuntzhaus who came and audio operated for us on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Campfire media. Campfire. And another thanks to uh, Betty at Portos and Jennifer Granville at Tastewalk Glendale for helping us set that up and Tastewalk Glendale in general. But she, she was our point person and she was a huge help. We got to walk around uh, Tastewalk Glendale and eat some tasty treats and it was a blast. It was a fun time. It was, uh, they put me in front of a open wine bar and, I took advantage of it. Yeah, but you <laughs> also great. walked away from it for the first I, time in your life. I did. I did both uh, show uh, restraint as I my my brain went. You're at kind of a work event, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a ball. It, it was, was a real fun time. It was a good time. I had to eat free Olive Garden. I was very happy. Yeah, yeah. That's the one you want to point out. Not any local small. Business there were many from great Glendale. local small businesses. Yeah, and also a great Olive. Garden. Like that Peruvian restaurant's fantastic. That was good. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of great places. Taste Walk Glendale was a blast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's basically the episode. This yeah. one's a little different. We'd be very curious to hear. Yeah. If you hate it, let us know. If you like it, 
let us know. Yeah. We want to know both ways, yes. but especially like, did you like that we did a remote interview? Because mm-hmm. we can do those with any food person across the world. Yeah. And if you like the live event, even with the sound being a little bit off or mm-hmm. like it just not being the quality that we're usually able to do recording at our yeah. quote unquote Less studio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed that, we'd like to know because uh, we could easily do more of those. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can hit us up on any of the places uh, that Try It You Like It is on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's at Try It Like It Pod on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, or email us at Try It Like It Pod at gmail.com. Yeah. I do want to give a small shout out. Oh, sure. To those who asked for t shirts, they're coming. They are coming. Yeah. They are coming. Yeah. We have not forgotten you. We have not let you walk around shirtless. We, You're going to have some t shirts. Yeah. And they're coming soon. Yes, they are. Also understand, please wear a shirt if you've been waiting for this shirt. We didn't I say s- remain topless until our shirts arrive. I say put a <laughs> shirt on. But yeah, uh, they're coming. Uh, so sorry for the wait. We've been having some issues getting them together, but they're on their way. Uh, so that's been the show. Uh, let's do our superstar shadows just being <laughs> Portos and uh, take a listen to Brad's yeah. half a dozen hospitality podcasts. Yeah, fantastic. Obvious. 100%. Obvious superstar shout outs. Yep. Uh, so Winston, I'm due to challenge you. Yeah. This is just a meal I'd like us to have together. Okay. I'd like us to get a fuller Peruvian meal. Okay, I'd like I'm you in. to have some Lomo Saltado. I'm on, I'm on board. I'd like you to have cow sauce. I'm on board with any cuisine where like making French fries and then wetting those French fries with sauce is part of it. Yeah. I'm on board. Yes. Like, I'm like, yeah, that, it's just like, it's like mashed potatoes, but even more intense. Yeah. I'm, I'm in for it. So. Cause it's a lot of wet French fries as it's I, it's not as all, I, no, but there is a wet French fries. Ingredient. That's what we had at Taste Walk Glendale. And it was wet French fries. Yes. But it was good. It was good. Yeah. But Lomo Saltado is like a beef dish and cow sauce are a, it like is, poutine, there's a lot of potatoes. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Cow sauce is like a base of. Wet French fries? No, no. Base of mashed potato. Uh, and then wet French fries? No, not wet French fries yes. on top. Well, you'll find out. You'll have a cow sauce. All right. Great. Uh, so that's been the episode. Thank you all so much for listening and have a good one. I'm Steph Garcia, host of That's My Story, Period, a compilation of hilarious stories from people who happen to get a period. We've had stories about losing teeth, tampons on basketball courts, and even a little taste of Hollywood. I also interview some guests to give you, and me, even more menstruation knowledge. So check out That's My Story, Period on Campfire Media, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can have that time of the month all month long. Campfire.